1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Supply Chain. Uh, This is the fourth podcast in a series on organizational sustainability in the supply chain. You can also find detailed written information on organization sustainability on the link inside of the uh, Center for Corporate Performance and Sustainability. I'm speaking now with Robert P. Bojasek, PhD. And you will remember that Bob teaches a course entitled Fundamentals of Organizational Sustainability at Harvard University for the past 18 years. He is also the Managing Director of of the Center for Corporate Performance and Sustainability Recently, Bob Wojasek became the newest member of the Education and Research Executive Bob at the FICARE. On today's series, uh, Bob will be telling us about how sustainability managers and students who want to become uh, sustainability managers can find the best way to learn what they need to know.
2: Okay, so we've been in the era of standalone sustainability for more than 20 years now. It does not take a lot of learning to get involved with standalone sustainability. Reading what others are using for their sustainability goals is is, is simply a matter of finding some award-winning sustainability reports. There are sites that specialize in environmental sustainability, sustainability, corporate social responsibility, corporate citizenship, and a wide variety of additional titles. I often look on LinkedIn jobs to see the descriptions of unfilled sustainability positions, and they all sound remarkably alike as standalone programs. Once you have the position description and some borrowed goals, you will need some interns and volunteers to work on initiatives designed to produce some data to support the goals and to show a return on investment. These initiatives are not becoming part of how the business is operated. They're just preparing the sustainability manager for writing the next sustainability report. Organizations like the Global Reporting Initiative, GRI, help provide some sense of order to the report by creating the template for reporting the GRI sustainability indicators. Verdantix, An independent analyst group that covers sustainability noticed that the budgets of sustainability managers started to decrease seriously in the year 2014 and have continued to go down. These are the budgets that they control for themselves. Changes are needed uh, to make the field more relevant to the business.
1: Mm -hmm. Interesting. So what can replace this current pattern, Bob?
2: Well, as we learned in the first podcast, the International Organization for Standardization has created this high-level structure in the year 2012. Mm -hmm. It enables companies to integrate the available ISO management systems uh, that their investors, customers, stakeholders have been requesting that they use to create a socially responsible business. Some investors are looking for ESG value of the company, that is, you know, environment, social, and governance. It is a framework that has been gathering strength in the past several years. Investors have uh, been asking companies and their supply chains to use ISO standards for environment, social responsibility, and health and safety. There are new standards for energy management, resilience, and sustained success and a growing number of other sustainability thrusts. While the companies hear the voice of the customer, they have failed to make sustainability and sustainable development part of the change that they have been asked for.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, what does the uh, sustainability professional need to learn to manage these change while adding growth to the uh, sustainability program?
2: The big thing is these ISO documents that I've mentioned have been based on a method that we call Plan, Do, Check, Act. Mm -hmm. The Plan, Do, Check, Act cycle is, is a useful tool, and it can help your sustainability program team improve processes much more efficiently. PDCA has some significant advantages over trying to simply reuse other companies' sustainability goals. It provides a simple and effective approach for improving efficiency and effectiveness, as well as managing change. This method is used for testing improvement uh, measures on a small scale and before updating these procedures and, working and developing working methods. The organization can become more efficient and effective through its use. People are taking a sustainability course can learn to master Plan, Do, Check, Act uh, using any ISO management system standard. Every one of these standards, when they're published, has a section on how to use the tool, and information in the standard is presented in the PDC order. When I ask sustainability managers why the company uh, is using ISO standards but does not use PDCA in their sustainability program, and they feel that they just do not control the environmental health and safety and energy management programs and do not want to operate their sustainability programs in this way. The new and revised standards adopted after 2012 are all using PDCA. Furthermore, ISO Guide 82 on sustainability was released in 2014. It helps the company add additional sustainability and sustainable development to any ISO standard or the integrated standards uh, that we work with. It is interesting that sustainability and corporate social responsibility never adopted this international practice.
1: Mm-hmm. So you had mentioned the sick pilot in the first podcast in the service, Bob. So can you tell us how they may be involved in the training new uh, sustainability manager or in the continuing education of the uh, established uh, sustainability managers?
2: Yeah, these pillars are very important. And the Plan, Do, Check, Act are the... uh, this, the second, uh, second, the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. So, what I, what we need to talk about now is the first pillar. It involves the organization's context, its stakeholders, and uncertainty risk. Uh, most companies have strategy, um, marketing teams that scan the inter- external operating environment to find the effect of uncertainty that needs to be addressed in their programs. As you remember from the second podcast, risk is the effect of uncertainty on the ability of the organization to meet its objectives. Meeting objectives is very important for all companies. There are some widely used scanning tools uh, to use that need to be used properly, the pestle and the T-COP, uh, and they need some skill. So if you're looking for a course, make sure that these tools are included because they're the tools that look into the context, understand the context, and help you find the the opportunities and the threats. So factors that are in the context can lead to potential adverse effects we call threats or potential beneficial effects that we call opportunities. The stakeholders are, if you will, the faces on the opportunities and threats. Because every time you have an opportunity and threat, it's caused by a person or a group of, of people. The organization then uses something we call, it's funny name, sense-making. We try to make sense of things, but it's a, it's a, it's a uh, discipline that you know, has courses on that. Uh, within its engagement with the stakeholders to make sure that the opportunities and threats are significant. We have another thing called knowledge management, which is used to provide information to the top leaders and those assembled to manage the degree of uncertainty by addressing the high, highest rated opportunities to help offset the highest rated threats. This area is a nexus of the uh, stakeholder engagement program. The second pillar is based on leadership. It was not in the standards before the year 2012. It makes sure that the leader has guided the drafting of the sustainability policy for the corporation, its operating facilities, and its supplier facilities. It makes certain that sustainability is part of how the business is operated in each facility instead of a standalone corporate program. It makes sure that the managers know their responsibilities for the success of the fully integrated sustainability program. Finally, the top leader holds the accountability for all the sustainability objectives formulated in the planning session. If the organization is already using ISO standards, the top leader should already be on board since this is required by the high-level structure of all the ISO standards
1: hmm interesting. So, how does everyone get the information they need to uh, participate in the new sustainability high-level structure, Bob?
2: Well, as we know, education often lags the need for new courses to fulfill the needs of society and the businesses that fuel a local economy. The standard has provisions that address competency and awareness. So, these two things have to be in the course. Uh, building competency, and building awareness. To address competence, you need to do four things. First, you need to determine the necessary competence of people doing work under its control that affects its sustainability performance and the ability to fulfill its compliance, obligations, and pledges. Second, you need to ensure that these persons are competent based on appropriate education, training, or experience. Third, we determine the competency-based training needs associated with the sustainability, opportunities, and threats. And fourth, where applicable, to take actions to acquire the necessary competence and evaluate the effectiveness of the actions taken. The organization must retain appropriate documented information of these uh, as well. Awareness. The organization should ensure that people doing work under the organization's control are aware of, first, the sustainability policy, which very few standalone programs have a a standalone uh, sustainability policy, the significant opportunities and threats associated with the internal and external context, their contribution to the effect of the sustainability management system, including the benefits of enhanced sustainability performance. And finally, the implications of not conforming with the sustainability management system's requirements, including not fulfilling the organization's compliance objectives uh, as this leads to additional threats. The Center for Corporate Performance and Sustainability is offering three certificate courses this fall that will provide all of the information that an organization would need to successfully establish a sustainability management system uh, for its operations in its unique context. And I suspect there will be other groups that will do this as well because uh, there's there's a big need to move beyond standalone at this time. We are also prepared to bring courses to uh, companies in private sessions. We will keep working to uh, to change the reluctance that companies are feeling to change the way they're doing sustainability. Maybe hearing this podcast will help some sustainability managers to give these courses a try. So looking ahead... In the fifth and final podcast, we will cover the evaluation of the organization's sustainability program. This is referred to as improvement, innovation, and learning. It sets a high standard for all sustainability programs that are upscaling their standalone model for the international high-level structure model that integrates all of the management systems into a single sustainability program.
1: So uh, thanks for today's podcast, Bob. Uh, really enjoyed the conversation with you, and looking forward to the next series on uh, sustainability in supply chain. See you and goodbye.
0: At Bichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like and share Bichara Supply Chain and stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.bicharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.